0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tuzamen. Shalom, Shalom, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And you want to say something before we...
1: we Only uh, that we are Tuzamen.
2: The... We are here every week uh trying to be inspired by people who can inspire us. And today...
0: Today we have Miri Curiel, uh in Tel Aviv. We are all in Tel Aviv. Um,
1: Miri, who are you? Tell us. Okay. Hi, first of all, thanks for inviting me to inspire you. I hope. uh, Oh, (laughs) you'll win. OK, so my name is uh, Miri Kouriel. I'm from Tel Aviv. And what I do uh, is uh, I consult uh, startup companies and high tech companies in general about how to run technological uh, R&D engineering organizations. It's quite a unique uh, position. I've been a VP engineering of uh, several startup companies for many years. And before that, I've led larger engineering organizations. And uh, for the last four years, I, I've been uh, consulting my own uh, business and I'm very happy with this uh, change. It makes it gives me the opportunity to know very well the Israeli high tech industry and uh, help Help it grow and be and move from startup nation to scale up nation. To what nation? Scale, scale up. up. Scale, scale up. Scale up. up. Okay. Miri,
0: what did you do before high tech?
1: I always worked in high tech. I was, uh, I served in the army in what what's called today Shmonima Time, the, okay. the intelligence unit, but before it was famous and I didn't uh, program there, but uh, when I was in the army, it's quite interesting. I was a witness to the transformation between paperwork and computers. Mm. And I found it so fascinating that I learned to study computer science in the Technion. Uh, And since then I was a few years, I was a programmer. And then I started to manage and I thought, it was much more interesting than programming because it involved a lot of people work. And uh, so most of my life, I've been managing uh, engineering uh, people, tech, uh, tech organizations.
0: Can that's you, you us through the progress of the high-tech world from the beginning till today with all the changes on the road? A little bit that's on the road.
1: Okay, so maybe, uh, I think the high tech industry, its roots are uh, in in California, uh, late 60s, maybe before that. Uh, People say that it started in the 50s with the first computers. Uh, There was some boost with the the space program, but uh, the first uh, startup in the garage (laughs) was, I think, uh, HP in Silicon Valley, late 60s. And uh, the first high tech companies uh, in Israel, uh, I think the first one was uh, Intel. There were some uh, um, military oriented uh, companies, but the first real high tech company was Intel. There was a guy called uh, Dr. Dov Roman who worked in Intel in California and he came to Israel and he was the first one to open uh, an Israeli site for a big multinational company. And uh, that was my first workplace. When I was still a student, I started working uh, in Intel. And it was my first uh, workplace and my best school of how things are done properly by the book before we come and break them up with the start with the startup uh, mm-hmm. uh, culture. So uh, uh, in the 70s, 1970s, uh, some big companies uh, had their roots I- in Israel. And that was the uh, where a lot of the high tech industry was started. The people that grew in the 70s and early 80s were the one who then um, built new companies in Israel uh, until it became a national obsession. Yeah. Okay. I can say that uh, in the 80s, when uh, late 80s, when I decided to go and study computer science. Uh, the newspapers uh, were quite like today. There, there's a huge demand for programmers, not enough people. Yeah. Uh, companies mm-hmm. snatched you know, people from one company to the other, offered them uh, higher salaries. So it was quite similar to today, and I'm talking about late 80s. And that's one reason I decided to go study it, because I wanted to make a lot of money as well.
0: You know, there I'm an outsider. You know, I look at the high tech world from the outside. And in a way, there's something that I don't feel that sits well together because they keep talking about, especially the Israelis, uh, how creative it is, how adventurous it is, um, how much you can really invent and move on and try and go fast. At the same time, I always look at it like a small crowd that has a very specific rules of lives with method that I don't feel it's so creative because it's a little bit by the rule. Everybody looks the same, behave the same. They're being demanded the same and the demanded part is, is but very strong. the question strong. is what the vi- if there is a vision. Right. I mean, so, this is
2: technical aspect. No, 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 no it's not
0: a technical. There's something not? that of a behavior a specific character that goes with, and they have a very close in thing that it's more and more and more about themselves, that I'm not sure that it's really like the vision of the first people who created the whole thing. How does it work together?
1: Well, that's a good question. I think uh, there is definitely something called uh, the, he- the culture, and it's been evolving since the 70s. Uh, first of all, you know there was a, a famous book uh, in late 70s or early 80s called People Work. It was the first book for managers of technology people. And this book says that management is not a traditional manager, manager uh, management because these are very delicate, smart people and they should be managed differently. where the main uh, role of the manager is to give them space and quiet, to do their creative uh, work very well. So it it was a very dramatic change in how to, in saying these are special people, they should be treated differently. It's a little bit like, you know, what I think of like uh, mega stars, when when they come to star in a movie, you know, very famous actors that, you know, with all these special demands. They're very,
0: Um, they're very tempted and very, padded, you know, they, they give them everything, they tempt them right. with everything, and, but then it feels like it's all the same.
1: Right, so I think what, what you witnessed today is the result of the last two years where there was a tremendous boom in the high tech industry. The, there was so much money pouring into high tech because of the uh, low uh, interest rates, uh, etc. cetera. And all this ma- money was poured into uh, entrepreneurs and uh, high-tech people. And it caused a massive uh, salary raise, but not only salary, also all other kinds of uh, uh, compensation. And it changed the high-tech culture for the first time to be very uh, obsessed about uh, money, about liquidity, yes. about... Yeah. Uh, uh, I know that in the social media, uh, I'm in many technology groups, it's the first time that people encourage each other to go uh, get job offers from other people to know how much you're worth so you can go to the, your current employer and ask for a raise. So um, I think it's, it wasn't like that. I mean, there were booms before, but now with the social networks, it grew up very high. And we see in the last uh, three, four weeks, uh, we smell a recession. Yeah. the The taste of investors changed dramatically, because before that they said, "Take all this money, just spend it and grow very fast, and don't bother us with profits." And okay. now they change their mind and they want to see profits. So now I
2: see you. I listen to you, and I want to ask you something. So. If this is what it is, and everybody is going shopping other places to see maybe they can get more money or more incentive. And so they are not really loyal to the idea of what this startup is all about. So if I look at startup, you know, with like almost innocent eyes, although I have a son who is a programmer, I I, I would have to believe, like you told me, the vision of Intel that there is what I for me it's very important and I'm not just using vision you know it is some idea or intent that you want to pursue to the good of something okay, you know to something so it's not doesn't have to be original many, many times it's very hard to be original but you base your idea on something that was done but you take it somewhere else or higher or whatever but if there is no loyalty and if the whole culture is being empty from values and loyalty, according to the company, not just the idea. No wonder it will fall.
1: Well, what I a great be... question, Zippie! Uh, I'd like to, to refer to that first. So there was a, a, a very big change in loyalty when I uh, joined Intel late like eighties. Uh, people used to work in Intel for. 15, I think Intel was then about 15 years old. There were many people who worked there 15 years and planned to be there until they retired. And there were some high-tech bubbles that changed the situation. The first one was in 2000, where people started jumping between companies and loyalty was not so important anymore. And uh, it changed the way uh, startup companies are managed because now, for example, in Intel, they told people when I joined that it will take you five years be- before your major promotion, okay? But you know, you're know you going to stay here for 30 years, so five years is, is okay. So we, we have a career path, which, which is quite long. Right. So this changed because mm-hmm. the atmosphere changed and the new generation is very- um, uh, jumpy. Yep. Now, so we, the, the time slipped um, until uh, I think um, two, three years ago. What we saw is that people stay, in average, two, three uh, years in the company, which is quite enough to get a lot of value. Many people join, uh, stayed for more if they were satisfied, if they identified with the companies. What happened since May 21, just after the first uh, lockdown, the the COVID lockdown, there was a boom in high tech and and the salaries uh, rise very steeply, very quickly. And that start triggered a new culture of people staying for maybe one year, maybe less. Mm -hmm. And uh, it became impossible to to manage companies like that, I know because I consult the founders and the management of startups. So they spend 50% of their time, sometimes more, just to interview people, to recruit them, and also to retain the workers. You know, talk to them, make them feel happy, etc. So it is have of management but it something changed in change management. management but before and the also management... people don't stay for long so it, it's not sustainable and it created a, a huge burden on management people uh, all companies uh, started going offshore remote first all kind of uh, ideas like that i think in the last um, four weeks i started to hear a, a big sigh you know a happy sigh of managers that uh, they can rest a little bit from this craziness and start being normal again. It's like, you know, we we make it, uh, we go back to normal, that's the feeling now. It's not a recession yet, because still many companies are recruiting, many companies has a lot of money from the recent investment. So, but uh, uh, it's slowing down and people are less demanding now. They don't come, you know, with uh, this whole list of uh, demands. So it's starting to normalize. And I think it's very good for sustainability of companies.
0: What's the proportion between, because there's, um, in in one way, they function as individuals. Everybody's for themselves. They want to gain as much as they can very quickly or to create something else. Versus being part of a company or community or stability or conditions that um, they need to keep, you know, um, is for a longer uh, future. How do they play between one of uh, between the two?
1: I think the the younger generation don't even imagine uh, to spend uh, like the parents, you know, many years in one uh, workplace. Uh, I think the, the Y generation, the, the millennials, they are very, um, they have two, uh, several um, things that they make, uh, that define them. One of them is being more valuable. So they do look for values in where they uh, work. And the other thing is uh, they're very individualist. And what do they, you mean by value? They, that was like, uh, they, everybody is looking for what's called do good companies. Okay, like medical companies, uh, environmental companies, etc. And And uh, what you see here, the trend in high tech cult- um, companies is to create a, a, a value-based culture. And uh, for example, values like uh, um, uh, being uh, inclusive, okay, diverse and inclusive, being more environmental, uh, giving parental for uh, fathers. Okay, all, all kinds, family, because until recently, most companies demanded very long work hours. During COVID, it changed okay. for the best. So companies now put work-life balance as part of their values, also for men, which is very important. So all these kind of things uh, that companies do help them retain people. So actually, the good side of it is that the companies uh, spend more effort and more attention to doing good, to being fair, to compare salaries of women and men, to be inclusive to all kinds of uh, minorities. Uh, So that's something that helps people stay longer in these companies. Do you
0: think the younger generation cares for helping society or causes? Because it felt like they cared about how many, how much money they can make more, how much they can have great time, what goodies mm. the company is giving them, where is the best place to be in order to get more goodies. And it always felt like they don't really, they have so much, so quick, they're not equipped enough to grow that fast. And there's a void between the, the speed of growing with money versus, what do you give back? How do you basically function as a human being in a society? And who pushes the train?
2: Because what you say is the management pushes the train to be what now it's becoming, like more value-based, I don't know. or what they is. did uh, actually push the culture of what you said, the money, the incentives. You know. Okay. So the question is, who is the engine? Who is
1: really pushing the train? I'll try. I try to remember everything. So I I, I start with saying that the glitch that you see, the parties, the you know the uh, all kind of uh, movies about high tech. Okay, maybe you saw We Crashed about Adam uh, Newman. So that's very extreme. Okay. No, we're not talking about that because this is one. Yeah. Yeah, but all these parties etc this is only this is not what keeps people there and i know it because what people are re- really looking for is not for swag it's not for uh, uh, big parties it's not what's keeping them in what's keeping them is that they feel that uh, their career is advancing that they they have uh flexibility become it became very important now with COVID. people now demands at least hybrid uh, work, if not remote work. It's very, very important now. And uh, also, some of the people are looking for values they can identify with. Okay, So I think it's not that everybody is looking just to improve their compensation. It's not like that. It's what's visible. It's what you read about in the news. But it's not the essence of what's going on. It's more than before. It's more than before, I can say that. Where I meet it is where I come to companies, I come to help uh, managers of technological organizations that scale very fast. And all of these companies that raise money have to double their technology organizations. For example, organizations that grew grew slowly from one person to 15 persons, now they have to be within six months, 30 people. And the manager is not uh, skilled enough not experienced enough with this very fast growth, and they have to uh, appoint mid-level managers, and there are no candidate because people haven't been there, been there too long. So that's the main problem. That's where I come to help to to, uh, to make them grow, grow grow up faster. Help them. Uh, so uh, what are the
2: qualification jump- that you that they're looking for for management?
1: I'm looking for people first. I'm looking that people are uh, value have values, okay, and that they really not. uh, What values are you looking for? First of all, I'm looking for people who like to work hard. It's really funny to say that, but people who come to work in order to give and not in order to get, okay, and that they're responsible, that they will uh, not uh, go to sleep until the big problem is solved. And every problem is their problem and not somebody else's problem. So it's character issues that um, you don't see too much. I I think today it's even less than before because the generation is more uh, uh, obsessed with themselves. Yeah. And uh, so it's harder to find these people. So that's the first thing I'm looking for. And then I give them tools of how to uh, work. And to do good teamwork, how to communicate with with with, with each other. but um, the main thing is people that are willing to work hard and grow and are responsible and they are good with people.
2: So how do they balance between um the need for still for creativity and open-minded and um, really understanding how to break you know outside, I don't know how to say the box, but you know we know what we mean by that. Uh, and then conform in being conform conformity to, to the
1: company to the goal. Okay, that's um, it's a very interesting question. It's in the heart of what I do, because uh, working with very creative people and very smart people. It's, you know it, it, it's very smart people. They are very analytical. They're very good uh, with math. With uh, they're often very cynical. Okay. And you have to make them uh, be part of a company, identify with the mission. So the way I recommend to do it today is to take all these people, the technology people, and involve them not only with the company mission, but also with the business goals. So let them understand the business. Let them be part of the business. Uh, create impact on the business that they can identify with. Today, An example? yes uh for example let's um let's think of a, a company you know okay let's uh, an application that you use let's say um i don't know whatsapp mm-hmm. okay. okay so let's say that the developers of whatsapp uh, they get a goal to increase the use of a new whatsapp feature okay, okay. so uh they have to understand how people uh, use the application. They have to understand uh, uh, how people discover uh, that the, the new feature exists, and do they even use it. And if no, what to do in their analytics. Because you know, every time we touch the phone, there is an, uh, a message sent to a very big database. And everything is there. And you can see everything with analytics. So there, they take their analytic um, capabilities and they use it to make an impact for and they're measured by it for example, for what's called moving the needle, okay like growing the revenues, reducing customer churn, uh, getting more people to to use uh, uh, the new features, measuring how for how long people stay in the app. okay the longer but it's not they only
2: stay numbers, are. it's also psychology
0: it's
1: a lot of psychology it's a lot of creativity because sometimes uh, you know uh, i'm a programmer i was a programmer and uh, i'm an engineer so usually engineers are expected to use engineering tools to solve to solve problems and today Uh, people are expected not only to use their engineering skills but also psychology intuition people skills uh, business skills uh, creative thinking to solve problems in a way that breaks uh, sometimes breaks the common practice it's called disruption that's the word today to disrupt it's a new jargon Mm -hmm. it's a new yeah and today disruptive means great That's what we are looking for because the whole industry is being disrupted. For example, uh, Uber they disrupted the taxi industry, right? right? Airbnb disrupted the hotel industry. Right. So everybody today how is AI disruptive? AI. AI is a technology, and actually it's everywhere. And it's uh, amazing what people do today with uh, AI. Uh, it's everywhere. For example, if you use face recognition on your iPhone, that's AI. Right. Okay? But I think the best, th- they do amazing things today with AI. For example, they use it to, in medicine uh, to find new drugs, to detect, uh, to read x-ray and CT scans and, and um, identify uh, problems. They do it better than doctors. Okay, so there's a lot of do good that's coming up with AI, and actually it's everywhere today. And also there's a new um, a new profession that came out in the last years. It's called data scientists. The data scientists, are the people who can take all these number, do the number crunching, and come out with uh, uh, all kinds of ideas. Uh, uh, about how to solve problems uh, in a different way. That's so not- they also can see future the AI. They can also see future trends. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. I'm not an expert on future trends, but for example, the whole idea of autonomous uh, vehicles is based mm-hmm. on AI. Right. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, a lot, all the, uh, Personal uh, medicine is going to be based on AI, personalized uh, medicine, which is going to be a huge thing. It's going to be based on uh, AI, Uh, etc. It's just everywhere. And I think it's a game changer. Right.
0: Mary, do you think that the young, young, young generation is aware to the responsibility that they basically have? Because everybody is looking up to, to high-tech people. They have tons of money in their hands and they basically change waves of life in so many ways. Do you think they're aware to where they are in a... It's a heavy duty. The management will put them in their head. It's, yeah. it's a, they don't uh, I
1: don't
2: think so. <laughs> no, but th- this is the, what the management and the people who had this field. Because but, listen to you
0: need time, you need time yeah. to process, you need time to grow. You need time to grow up because today, you know, as you mentioned, the unit uh, 8200 in the in Israel, in the army, uh, this is like the most Wanted unit today they, because basically everybody that goes through this unit is okay for later. He can, He for has. He, he's a, he has. He's equipped enough to get okay, which is good for the parents. They don't have to worry. The kids okay, but once they go out there, things change so much by them, and you know, and and the question what they've got.
2: The, what they got in, in, in the army, if they did get the values that needed for a no, not I don't that, think I, he, I'm not trying to say for a better future for everybody, because their numbers that are small. Most of the population, what are servants? They're going to be, I don't know how to say show of a mind. So they're going to be the ITEC people who slept out know,
0: society with and what they slept with, what they carry It's very interesting. Tippy and I were born in Tel Aviv, grew up in Tel Aviv. We are from this city. If you walk around the city today, it was taken by a gr- outsiders that took over the city that it's very hard to relate to. And as, and you say, what's going on here? I don't feel here? it so much. But, there's, but they took over in a sense that they can afford yes. being in the city. Right many others cannot afford to be in the city they i'm talking about the young people mm-hmm. uh, and they set the rules of the city because it's according to them it's a huge change it's a huge change yeah. so and i don't know how they are aware and the what they, they care and if they care and and the truth is that all these big high tech companies they move someplace Right away, the prices are jumping high and everybody who wants to be part of something go there and the rest are someplace else. And you know, it's only temporary. We know it's temporary, but meantime, it changes the world.
1: I think that Tel Aviv is no different than San Francisco yeah. and yeah. New York and all the places where- i you know, now. Huge gentrification yeah. and it happens at Tel Aviv. I don't think the young generation is very, too, too much bothered about it, okay? Too much
0: work?
1: Uh, they're not bothered? They're, they're not b- bothered by it, uh, because they're very individualist, uh, uh, they don't think about it. They feel that they do, they contribute to the world by uh, driving bicycle to work and not using a car, uh, etc. Somebody failed. Somebody... But, but it will change, it. it's a trend. It's just a trend. Uh, for it example, changed. you probably remember that in the 80s, uh, Tel Aviv, uh, the spirit of Tel Aviv was determined by journalists. Yeah, like right? that. There were these newspapers and maybe some uh, media people, and that was the spirit of Tel Aviv, and they brought the it, spirit
0: of everywhere. It of
1: everywhere. Yeah. So, so now it's high tech. I, I guess it will also change with time. I'm not too bothered about that. The prices are going very, very up, and I think that will stop now with the recession. That what you are you worried about, about? What am I worried about? Being
2: a consultant, it's not a joke.
1: Not you only come that.
2: From, and, and you really uh, uh, try to see, not only analyze what's happening.
0: And also things change so fast. In what way know? change they, and how what have be done? They move so fast, you cannot yeah. really settle. And I think the new thing is that it will change a lot.
1: So,
2: right. so what I do think, you tell um, me. Um, Let me see what what how she can see the how she yeah.
1: well, she's what i think I'm old enough to 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 send you know several waves of high yeah. growth and success i think that uh, uh, the bubble is now it's not like the bubble just popped uh, in 2001 but now you know the area is going out very very slowly but it will come back to normal and normal What's the, normal? The, the normal is normal growth rates, okay? okay? And companies that have real business and not uh, mm. just to be funded so to, so I think it will go back to normal. There will be more waves. As my, the focus of my consulting is how to create mature managers, good managers with wide thinking that can handle all kinds of changes, respond to crisis such as the COVID crisis, that was a very, the COVID crisis was a very big um, uh, split. It showed a split between good companies and not so good companies because the right. good companies pivoted, they furthered new business, they boosted. Other companies collapsed because the management wasn't good enough. The work, remote work didn't work for them. Okay, so it really drew the line between people with good management and bad management. So well, I'm really happy that to, is to create good managers that are yeah. agile, flexible, and can re- respond to crises as well. And I hope that uh, also more people uh, in the manager- management are more responsible for the environment, uh, for the society, and be... Uh, uh, and also uh, take responsibility of doing good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and it's like... Of the the of young people goes that way. Yeah.
2: You know, it's it's at the end of the day, you know, like if you look at the, a f- making a film, so you have a director that at least, you know, it's a good idea that the director have a vision, like the managers, management, right? And yeah. everybody they hire actually really tries to do his best and get his best, Ability,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: to sell this. I keep saying vision or idea or intent, whatever. So you are right. It's all how the management is overcoming, you know, trends of new generation coming in you into every new generation bringing different values, or more selfish values, or less social values. So how they keep actually recharging the batteries, you know, to go the way you are trying to to point
1: yeah well i think the founders of companies have uh, rechargeable batteries that recharges all the time just the people who are always charging feeling
2: like that by the way she's all the time all the time inventing and redirecting her focus according to what's happening
1: yeah Yeah. so uh, many leaders of companies are like that and and they lead the way, they show the vision and they help the other people to relate to their vision. But I think uh, the people I work with, uh, also the engineers, the engineering leaders, the management, uh, I always work with them on finding their own engine, their own values that they can, sometimes it's not doing good for the world, sometimes it's doing good internally. For example, many managers I work with, uh their best value is how to raise uh to to, to help the people the reporting to them grow how to to see them succeed uh, in their work raising their replacer it's uh, i was like that many managers uh, find a lot of interest in uh, in that uh many people uh, look at the professional field how to build great systems how to use new technology so i believe that if uh, managers uh, and people who are long time in the high tech industry ask themselves from what, what uh, maybe one, once a year what's driving me, what do I looking for, and fine tune what they're doing. Uh, the battery can be recharged. By the way, that's uh, how I became self employed when I had to You are on a mission, yeah. miri You are on a mission. What do you,
0: miri, How do you see the relations between high tech and politics?
1: Wow, <laughs> it's uh, I am looking at especially, you know, at uh, at the U.S. that, and I think uh, that uh, today the uh, the Big Five, or I call them sometimes Gamfa, they're so powerful that uh, the politics has to find ways to to balance it uh, again.
0: I'm
1: personally, yeah. Yeah, I'm personally uh, quite uh, bothered by the power of the very large companies because I understand really well the power of using data and the power of using data to, to do mass psychology experiments. And uh, you, you saw the power of social media in the last elections. So that's something I'm very worried about and that could be the end of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> and how do you I see? I told you about the the final scene yet, but uh, I you think know, that's, one day, one that's day we can about. find that
0: the White House is the the headquarters of Amazon. How do you see it in Israel? Because in Israel, it's it's a very different story from that point of view than the United States, and the right. uh, the ideology mm-hmm. is very different, and the politicians are very different. There's so mm-hmm. many and. Uh, with the conflict and the high-tech, which is very strong. Yeah, I, I
1: can say that it, I, I would like to separate between social media and high-tech in general. I think social media in Israel has done a lot of damage yeah. uh, everywhere. in terms of, uh, yeah, everywhere and also in Israel. In the last no, no, years, I mean in
2: Israel, it's in every field, and like, every aspect
1: yeah a lot of damage in terms of that everybody became very extreme there is uh, it broke the uh, uh, social glue between people so i'm very worried about that
2: and compassion
1: yeah so it's very that's something that really i don't know how to fix it but that's terrible Uh, what does work well in israel is that the high tech company works very well there are no conflicts with the of between the high tech and the government. The government uh, puts a lot of attention in how to support the high tech uh, industry. I don't know if it supports the high tech industry, but it doesn't disturb. Okay, so at least that there's the chief scientist that you know uh, gives some money, but that's not the main thing. the The high tech industry doesn't need uh, the state; only it needs you know the uh, the capital capitalist uh, ecosystem, which Currently works well, so uh, I think uh, currently it's uh, there are no big conflicts here, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. and it also helps high-tech people live in their their own bubble.
2: Yeah, well, tell me something. Yeah. We don't have enough time, but you know, um, what I mean. Let's talk for a minute about women, females, because. Uh, at the university let's say women who wants to start and grow into the film industry they come to the university with the wish to become film directors but they understand at the end of the road when they graduate that there is no future at least not not in most of the world for a women director they're not perceived as no. a, a they, that they have a character that they can really organize you know a crew and cast and and the whole production, and they go away. The question, what's happening in high tech with women who come with idea to become you maybe? And how is it to (laughs)
1: become you? Uh, First, I'd like to to say that um, when I uh, went to the Technion, mid eighties, there were more women in uh, engineering studies than today. And that's amazing because it used to be computer science, used to be back then, uh, and gender neutral thing. Okay. And it became a very um, a gendered uh, profession, very male profession uh, because of the economic success. So of course, n- naturally it drew more uh, men. Uh, I think uh, by today, it's more difficult for women. Yeah, as said to, to be there until 10 o'clock uh, at night, no? Yeah, the the culture, the work culture, uh, especially in Israel, something that grew up from the army, working many hours, sacrificing your private life. So it was very difficult for women to be part of it. It gradually changes, especially now with COVID. It was a very big change in the work-life balance culture, which is good. It's very difficult for the founders who wish everybody worked 24-7 for them. So it changes. About women, uh, I think it's not only that, it's also the very aggressive atmosphere uh, at the at the top management. So uh, I think it's the same as in other places. You see less women um, at the top, uh, at the sea level and at the top managerial levels. And um, the numbers, I follow the numbers, they don't get, To bet, they don't get better. A lot of work is done in this area, including by myself. I work with, um, I volunteer with uh, the women managers. That's my mission. Another mission that I have, I founded a a group of uh, senior tech executives that are female, and we have now uh, four groups, totally about fifty executive. tech executives, women that I and some more friends, uh, we lead them and we do a lot of work to drive them to help them survive in the uh, male dominated environment, deal with founders that are very, very aggressive without becoming men themselves, keeping their uh, women uh, traits which which are great. So I am doing a lot of work and many women that I know do put a lot of work uh, in this direction, but it doesn't uh, improve uh, very well.
2: Also I not at the university. We succeeded yeah. to be 50% females, 50-50. But by the yeah. time they graduate, the numbers are really yeah. very sad in terms of really achieving yeah. your dream to become what, you know, like high, higher level, like directors, producers. No, producers, is easier, especially directors. You the reality is them that- Also,
0: give up the dream. The reality is that it's not equal, and it cannot be because you have to create different uh, uh, platform for women only because of all the life sides, you know?
1: So what I see today is that a lot of uh, women-only organizations like Venture Cap uh, VCs yeah. that invest in women, the social groups that are for women, and it really helps women a lot. They push each other. It's a safe place to discuss things without being patronized. And I I hope that over time we'll see more women. At least what I do is I push very hard to have uh, more women at the C level, and I hope that with a a lot of modeling, it will help other women reach uh, these positions too. But it's Listen, frustrating. Really a lot, we learned a lot today for yeah. you. You're willing,
2: you're
0: it's willing. Really to create a surrounding supporting system to allow these women to rise and to shine because right. it's it's pity not to. Uh, but it's but this is the community of women that really is helpful helpful for another. Yeah. You no, know, it's wonderful that
2: women would yeah. be that we the society will perceive women, yeah. that they can really yeah. have other skills because. Now they only see them as teachers and kindergarten teachers. I mean, it's not that it, they choose it because
0: of many times because right. of the conditions, right. like you know, it's, it's yeah. not uh, because of the real thing.
2: Yeah, you
1: are you are yes. on a mission.
2: I mean it. Yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a mission I'm for mean. women and
1: I'm in a mission to to help the start the start community in Israel uh, yeah. scale up fast. And I hope and, and I see fruit, and I'm very happy with it. But there's a lot of work. Yes. Perfect. Yes so His work is good
0: miri thank you thank you, you have so much run. and
2: thank and everybody who came and we'll see you next week we'll and thank you, you. silly
0: thanks Tzip. of course Until and next t- week.
2: thank you miri